You are listening to the B2B Marketing Mindset with Pete Monfrey and Bill Lowell. We want to help demystify marketing to reduce risk, drive more and better opportunities and grow your business. Are you ready to master marketing? Okay, welcome, welcome. Let's get into the B2B Marketing Mindset right now, shall we? I'm Pete Monfrey. This is my co-host, Bill Lowell, broadcasting from an undisclosed location behind the Cheddar Curtain. Uh, that's right. How many times has it snowed already today? Uh, not, not anything yet, but it's it's supposed to. So that'll be ah, great. Yeah. yeah, that's good then. Uh, today we're talking about prospecting on LinkedIn, what not to do, what works, and we're going to be reading messages from the LinkedIn Hall of Shame. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. Now, don't forget... Don't forget to uh, subscribe on your favorite platform with the links in the comments. And if you're listening in audio-only format, head over to b2bmarketingmindset.com for the video version and additional detail on each topic. It's free, but it's worth $3.98. So we got that going for us. That's beautiful. And you just raised that, didn't you? Because you used to say it was worth $2. So now I did. The price just went up just like everything, right? Bidenomics, exactly. you know. So uh, it's, uh, it's just the way it is. What can you do? So, you know, every week we go on LinkedIn Live to help you make better marketing decisions and grow your business. And this is a great topic, I think. You know, if you're if you're using LinkedIn to prospect, let's say, I'm sorry, if you're not using LinkedIn to prospect, you know you should, right? And you might not know quite how to manage it. And so you'll want to pay close attention uh, all the way to the end. Our goal is to give you the best 30 minutes of your life. That's our goal. Now, we don't oh. always we don't always get there, but uh, we, we'll, do our, we'll do our best. But, uh, wow, that's... That's quite a vision, I appreciate That is. That's, uh, yeah, that's lofty. That's a big promise, man. Yeah. yeah. So how are you doing? You know, uh, let's. we should probably just jump right in. Um, so really want folks to hang around to the end um, and share this podcast and check out the comments uh, because we've got a bunch of links down there. You can subscribe to this thing everywhere fine podcasts are consumed, and uh, we hope you will because um, we do our best to, to bring you some, some good information. So I uh, love this list, and let's get right to it. So we're going to share the things that you shouldn't do, and, uh, and after, in each one we'll, we'll talk about what you should do, because it doesn't help to just talk about what you shouldn't do, because you're already doing that. And I can't wait to get to the LinkedIn Hall of Shame. You're going to like that. So You know, and, and it's like other topics that we've discussed too, Pete. It's, you know, this could be five different podcasts because there's so much stuff here. So we're going to do the best, I think, to boil it down for people to give them the the best and to keep them out of the hall of shame, right? <laughs> well, and as always, there's a lot more information at b2bmarketingmindset.com. So, you know, we usually put together a lot more than we can cover here in 30, 40 minutes. So, um, but the first item on the agenda is don't have a weak profile. Here, how does mine, how's mine look? You look great. It's not great. weak at all. Look That's at that jawline. Fantastic. Jaw That's right. <laughs> uh, weak profile. I mean, so here's my thoughts on this, and I want I want to hear yours too. But my thoughts are, to me, a weak profile is is incomplete. Reads like a resume. Okay. Now, if you're if you're using LinkedIn for job search, maybe that's fine. But we're talking about prospecting today, and so your LinkedIn profile should have a call to action. It could, it should almost, in my opinion, should function like a landing page more than a resume. Right. What do you think? Yeah, I, 
I agree with that. And I think the the little description that's, well, first of all, you want to make sure you've got a professional picture too. So, you know, I think there's been a lot of research on that that says, make sure you've got a professional picture. Some people don't even have a picture and that's obviously one of the no-nos as well. But but that little description that says, you know, what you're doing and your expertise, I think is is so critical. But are you are you talking about the one right under your name? There's a yes. there's a there's quite a few characters that you can get in there. I'll give you another piece of advice. LinkedIn will truncate those. And so you really want to look at the first, you know, I don't know exactly how many characters, twenty or so. And so you yeah. want to make sure you're getting it there. Um, and then as you work your way down. You know, you've got call to action buttons that can vary. Maybe you want to send people to your website. Maybe you want them to message you. And about the photos thing, if yeah. you don't have a picture on your web, uh, on your uh, LinkedIn profile, I'm, I'm going to ignore you. Actually, I mean that just tells me volumes about you. Um, and ladies, and men, I, I think I don't know if men do this or not, but leave the filters at home. All right, uh, I need a hair filter for today, uh, but. Leave the filters, man. It's so obvious. You know, uh, just a nice professional headshot doesn't even cost that much, right? But if you've got that selfie from a frat party, you know, with your tie around your head and, you know, a little bit of drool, it's not going to work. Come on. It's a professional platform. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's almost like the replacement of the old business card, in my opinion. So it's like you. You know, it's like like you said, a landing page. It's kind of some of the first things that people see about you. Actually, it's it's actually hilarious because uh, I was talking with somebody yesterday, and uh, she said that's the first thing that she does is goes and looks up people before she meets with them, and you know, so she'll know as much about them as possible. But it's the same thing that you. She said the exact same thing you did. If they don't have a picture or if their stuff is incomplete, you know, she's not going to do business with them. And it's like that's. You know, that's pretty pretty scary. Well, and I have an illustration done by my talented wife, Heidi, that makes me look a lot younger. So I like that. Uh, but, uh, like that. you know, I think if you also think about the, the, the about section of the profile, and, and remember, mm -hmm. you can put media links in there. You can have videos there. It's pretty robust. But what I see a lot of is people will tell their life story in the about section. And you only have so many characters there. I think it's like 3,000 yeah. or something like that. But keep in mind... Your, the rest of your profile is going to tell your story, your job history. That's why you don't, you, you're, you're just duplicating, you know, you're duplicating things. That's why, you know, your job history is there, recommendations. You know, think about all the amazing stuff that LinkedIn lets people see. And then you can control what people see as well. So, um, yeah. and hey, can if I you're not you? sure, get some help with it. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Can I let me ask you a question? Because I had uh, I actually had one of a, a PR student in in an advanced class yesterday ask me a question, and I thought this was a good one, but I thought I would bring it to the expert. She said, "What happens if I'm very low key and I don't want to promote myself or have much on my LinkedIn?" And boy, you know, it's like I think I'll turn that over to you to ask you that question. Then you need to lower your expectations about success. Good. You know, I mean, it just, I don't care if you love it, you hate it, whatever your problem is. I mean, I, I meet clients all the time. I hate LinkedIn. I hate it. Right. All right. Well, tough shit. It is, you know, it is a massive relational database of business people. The yeah. biggest one in the world. Ignore yeah. it at your own profile. Or uh, yeah. not at your own profile. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> at your own peril. Yeah, I, I think so too. 
And I, and I said, you know what, if you're worried about it, you could certainly look at some industries where they do have a lower profile and see if they're still tasteful. I mean, like I'm thinking of like some law firms or attorneys or accountants, because I think they probably feel the same way, perhaps that she might in a certain respect, but they still can do a nice, perfect profile, very tasteful and share their their credibility. And, you know, I mean, that's what you're Absolutely. trying to do is build them trustworthy. So, you know, you know unless you're a billionaire, yeah, then uh, don't. You know, I mean, yeah. honestly, and this is something to think about LinkedIn. The most the most successful people are generally not on LinkedIn. OK, so, you know, it depends on your situation, uh, but even very successful people are on LinkedIn. And again, it's just it's just part of a piece of a puzzle. It's not the end of everything. You know, it's it's just is what it is. It's a tool. Use it as such. Yeah. All the same rules apply on LinkedIn that apply in real life. It's a relationship game. So a lot of our I'm points so today are going to be around relationships. Even though we're saying prospecting, it, it's not a sales platform. And I wish people would stop looking at it like a sales platform. All right. It is a relationship building platform. If I'm so you're glad using to hear it, you. Right? Absolutely. In fact, I just think that that's so important. It's like, what are you going to do to build a relationship with the people? Well, we're going to get into that. I won't talk about the people that are trying to sell you all the time on the. Oh, we're going to get to them. We yes, are going to get the LinkedIn yeah. Hall of Shame. Uh, yeah. Next point. I'm like Larry King. Next. <laughs> That's good. This is what not to do. Target everyone and anyone. All right. So what's the best practice on that? And it's not specific well, to LinkedIn, is it? I, you know, I can tell you what I think, but I have a question for you because you're the expert in LinkedIn as far as I'm concerned, but. You know, I think it's the important thing is know who your target audience is. But but what happens if you have, let's say, a thousand uh, people that are, you know, LinkedIn with you or 2000 or whatever the case is, but they represent a ton of different backgrounds in industry. Can you still promote to everybody or do you just pick certain things? Or are you talking about with this one just really finding out, you know, who is your target profile and who you're trying to go after? What help help me to clarify that? That's a really good question. Um, you know, there's times I have thousands and thousands of followers, and there is mm -hmm. definitely a certain percentage that don't fit my target profile. Um, yeah. Some of them are not even sure how they got there. Uh, I swear there's people that somehow can connect to you without you saying, yes, I would like to connect, and somehow they're connected. I don't know how they do it exactly. but um, yeah. And then probably others, I there was something interesting about them, um, and I connected with them. And I regularly go through there and unconnect with people. Um, but you also have the following function. So being a connection is separate from how many people are following you. I think I've got, I don't know, 47, 4,800 people that are following me, but they're not necessarily all connected to me. So mm. if they're following me, it's either because of my stunning good looks or yes. uh, because they're interested in, in what I do. So um, I don't think it's something you can control. Now, if you're prospecting, which is really what we're talking, we don't want to narrow this to this today. We're really talking about reaching out to people, whether they're a connection or not, and reaching out to people that fit your target audience. And so you should have a good, solid profile of what your ideal customer uh, looks like. And again, if you if you don't have something like that, you might think you do. You might say if you if you're saying, "Hey, it's in my head. I know it. It's in my head." No, you don't know it then if it's in your head. Okay, it needs to be written down. It needs to be done in a way that can be entered into a database, which LinkedIn is a 
database. And so we'll talk about how that works in a subsequent point, but um, you have to get it to a level of refinement, right? And you need to understand the pain points of, of, of that profile. And you might have multiple profiles actually, but if you're yeah. kind of on there, uh, you know, shotgunning and, and scattershot uh, anybody who will talk to you, you know, hey, this idea that it's a numbers game. If I just talk to enough people, I'm going to make a certain number of sales. No, it's not. It's not a numbers game. Every time I hear somebody say that, I just want to smack them one. It's not a numbers game. It's it's because it implies that it's just quantity over quality, right? You want to be talking to the right people. And you guess what? You can find out a lot about them looking at the profile. Uh, and you can decide if they're the right people or not. And so that's that's the way I look at it. I mean, um, I get way more connection requests than I send, and mm-hmm. I I try to look at almost every one of them. Oh, nice! And I go to their profile and I decide: does this person fit? Maybe not directly. I also might look at who they're connected to. Right? Yeah. I have a lot of friends who that are my personal friends here in Central Texas, and. They're, they're not going to be customers of ours, but man, they got fantastic networks and they're very gracious and generous with those networks as I am with mine. And so there's just a beautiful part of LinkedIn that has to do with reciprocity. And I, I really like that. Um, hmm. and, and LinkedIn gives you a great set of tools. Um, we'll talk about Navigator and LinkedIn Pro. If you don't have it, um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, um, But yeah, targeting people this doesn't just apply to LinkedIn. It's not just the cool thing to do. Right. <laughs> it uh, it applies to really everything you should be doing when you're prospecting. Um, and I know you'll talk about this with with Navigator, but even for the people that don't purchase Navigator, they're still able to look at other companies. Like if somebody wanted to target like a company, you could pick anyone randomly. You know, like even Milwaukee Tool, for example, they can look at the Milwaukee Tools link and look at all the people that are there and see, you know, are any of those the right profile too? So, I mean, there's ways right. to find out that information. Well, absolutely. So, so the the standard LinkedIn gives you a search bar, and it mm-hmm. you can use Boolean search, you can use quotes, and and all these kinds of yeah. things. You can narrow your search to a point. It's pretty limited, but let's say that you're doing account-based selling and you're, mm-hmm. you're targeting certain accounts. Milwaukee Tool, great, great example. So you go put in Milwaukee Tool, you're going to find their corporate LinkedIn page and it's going to say X number of employees. They're going to have a load of them, right? So you're going to have, a, it's going to be fun looking through those. But you click on that, it's going to list all their employees that are on LinkedIn. Then LinkedIn allows you to search within that search, right? So then you can search on a title, for example, all right? So you can find out who is, again, if you have a customer profile, you should know the titles that matter to you and you can find those people. Then it becomes a matter of what you send and how you how you approach them. We'll talk about that too. Um, again, the, the the hall of shame, you'll wanna stay, you'll wanna, you'll wanna stay uh, for that. Uh, Spamming groups with uh, sales pitches. Spam those groups. I would say if you're sending a sales pitch on LinkedIn, you're doing it wrong. Tell me, you know, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't am pay I just, any attention to it ever, you know. Am I so, just being irritable? No, 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 no. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, let's go back to one thing that you and I have talked about so much. You know, you said LinkedIn's a tool which it is, you know what I mean? And so that's, people need to think about that, but it's the same thing with 
other normal prospecting or other type of prospect, it's still relationship building, right? So it's like right. you're you're not gonna go out and just start spamming everybody or picking up the phone and call. I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, so like you said with the targeting, but I have to tell you with the spam, I just I blow them all away. In fact, I you know even with emails and stuff, I, anything that I don't know or doesn't look, I, I, I get rid of it. Same thing with the you know the LinkedIn. To me, it comes back to this rule about bringing value from the very first touch, okay? Your sales pitch has no value to the prospect. They don't care about you. They don't care about what you do. They don't care about what you want. I get these connection requests all the time. Hey, I'm trying to expand my network, and I want this, and I this and that, and I don't give a shit, okay? I don't care. Oh, oh it's, this is a family show, but sometimes we slip up. Um, but... uh Listen, you got to, if I, we did an episode uh, at, uh, I don't know when, could be a year ago. Nobody cares about you, okay? Nobody cares about you. It's a harsh truth, but it's true. They care about one thing. They care about themselves. They care about their problems. If you reach out to somebody and you really are well-versed in, in the challenges that your target audience has, because maybe, I don't know, you've done some research, um, you're going to have a lot more success than if you're coming right out of the gate with a sales pitch. And I get this every day. I probably get a dozen of these, um, blah, blah, blah. Right. We're going to, and I'll yeah. show you some examples of, uh, I'll read the examples because the folks that are listening on audio all over the world now, Bill, all over the world. Uh, it's crazy. Our, our subscribership is like a hockey stick. Um, That's nice. But just so you know, if you're listening in audio, uh, there are visuals and you want to go to b2bmarketingmindset.com so you can see, you get the entire experience, but I'll read them and uh, some, uh, I don't know, I will make fun of people. I'm sorry in, in advance. Oh, I look um, forward to that. That'll be some But fun. spamming, so, you know, the definition of spam, It some people think that any unsolicited outreach is spam. Not true. Not true. Cold contact, however way you do it, is fine, all right? There are people that just hate it, okay? That's their problem, all right? As long as you're following the law, and that means your address and your name and your identity is disclosed, usually at the bottom, and then you offer them an unsubscribe link, okay? It's perfectly legal to send a cold email to somebody. What we're really talking about is what is in that email, okay? What do you put in there? If somebody shows me that they have done their research about me and my company, and they show me that they understand my problems and challenges, well, first thing I'm gonna do is go look them up on LinkedIn to see if I, if I wanna respond or not. If I like what I see, I'm gonna respond, all right? And I'm as cynical as they get. But if you show me you did your homework, I'm going to respond. If you don't do your homework, sending these mass emails, mass emails. Uh, and, and there's a lot of ways to bring value. You could send a connection request and invite them, for example, to the panel that we have coming up on October 27th. It's an invitation to something that has value. It isn't just about us. Let's do a little quick commercial about that. Uh, and uh, just to let people know what we're doing. So just stand by here. Uh, so it's what we're doing is we're doing 
a panel called the B2B Buyer's Journey, and it's about how buyers are changing their behavior post-COVID. It's October 27th. There's a link down in the comments. You can sign up. It's a free online panel. We have some absolute rock stars on this panel, and it is an open discussion, so you'll be able to interact with the panel, and I'm really looking forward to that. So we're going to have a good time with that. And uh, what time is that? there. It's at 11 yeah, o'clock Central. Well, I hope you know because you got to. I want you to be on time. Well, I know. I'm, I was asking you for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> 11 o'clock Central time. Uh, and it'll go for about an hour and then about a half hour we'll open up for discussion. Um, at least that's the plan unless it goes totally off the rails, which it very well could. Um, yeah. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, who's on the panel at some point. But it's great. And, you It'll know, go, go to Bill's profile, Bill Lowell, William Lowell. Uh, Business Development Directives, follow him. Go to my profile, follow me, and you'll see the notifications of the uh, the panel if you're undecided right yeah. now. Um, you'll see those notifications. And uh, if you think it's a good thing, go ahead and sign up. You got nothing to lose. It's free. And it's worth $7.40. So wow. that's, that's a pretty good deal. That's, uh, that's awesome. And this kind of aligns with the last point, but abusing in-mail and messaging. So, you know, you can spam a group. And you can spam somebody's messages. This is what the Hall of Shame is all about, is, is the messages I get, which are truly unbelievable. <laughs> but it would now be a good time. I'll, I'll read one. But Go for it. Do you, I'm sure you get these, right? This, this is one of my favorite ones for, from today. I think this is from today. Mario. Mario says, oh. hi, Pete. I was impressed by your professional background. Nice, huh? So I reached out to inquire if you're open to exploring business ownership as an additional income source. Huh. I own three companies. Yeah. I don't have a job. Mario, you didn't do your homework. Yeah. You're deleted. Goodbye. I'm deleting them right now. Goodbye. Yeah. Good. Nice try, Mario. You know, that goes right back to your point about, you know, with the spamming and stuff. It's like, unless somebody is going to customize a message, you know, this this mass stuff is just not going to work. It's like, it's like, like you said, look, at, in two seconds, you were already deciding, you know, this guy doesn't even know who I am. No, he didn't go to my profile. It's funny. Try to give me a, you know, he was impressed. He was impressed by my professional background. Yeah, I know. So Mario's coming out of the gate with a lie. Yeah. Then he goes on making a dumbass out of himself. Yeah. All right. You Good should, job, Mario. You should, why don't you check with your other 4,000 followers just for the fun of it and see if anybody else has got something from Mario. Got something from Mario? <laughs> sure yeah. they do. Yeah. So he's probably using automation. And I don't have a problem with automation. But give me something that is for me that I can use. Now, you're, you're not going to be able to automate. If you're going to do this the right way, this podcast is just as much about the right way as it is the wrong way. The right way is that you do your homework. Is that time consuming? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Tough beans. That's worth it. It's quality. That's I said beans. Quantity. I said beans instead of swearing. Yeah. So I'm getting I'm, better. I'm so impressed with you. <laughs> so am I, to be honest. Uh you yeah, just got just, ten more followers now because you didn't swear. That's right. Uh but but be honest, do your homework. Give me, show me that you care enough to, to at least do the minimum. And listen, 
All right, so I'm going to switch from complaining uh, target guy to trainer guy, all right? Consultant guy. Here's the thing. Here's what I advise people. Look, you can, you can do this in five minutes. If you spend five minutes researching someone's profile, maybe Googling their name, you should be able to find something that's meaningful, that you can relate to, that they can relate to, and mention that in your message, and then have a good, strong call to action that clearly lets them know what's in it for them. And I would even say, don't come with your hat out. Don't mm -hmm. ask for anything, all right? You know, Mario's talking about himself a lot in that message, you'll notice. Here, let me, let's do one more just for fun. I'm just, I'm literally randomly choosing these. They're the top, this is the first two in my inbox. That's funny. Um, hi, Pete. Hope you're thriving out there. Uh, it's Sabrina Bleep from Bleep Consulting. We're in the business of steering service-based companies like yours to the floor to the to flourish online. How? Oh, glad I asked. By actively connecting them with potential clients. Picture this: in just a few weeks, fifteen to authentic, authentic conversations open new doors. While you focus on goodbye, Sabrina. <sighs> all about her, and but that was kind of a that was an interesting one because it's about appointment setting. I get those all the time. She was kind of yeah. trying to disguise it a little bit and she was also using the promise of a future state, right? Imagine you on this yacht surrounded by beautiful people <laughs> drinking uh, some champagne, maybe yeah. some shrimp cocktail. Imagine that. All right, that's not going to work. All right? That's not that's a sales technique that is pointless. It's, I'm thinking of the yacht salesman, right? Yeah. Right. And the honest to God truth is people don't buy unless they're trying to solve a problem or they're in some kind of pain. So that guy, so, so the yacht salesman, I talked to a yacht salesman in the last couple of months and she said wow. she was thoroughly convinced that the promise of a future state was the way to go because she said, Hey, I, I sell yachts, man. It works, right? No, no. They're actually buying for some reason. Maybe their neighbor got a bigger yacht than them, right? And so their pain <laughs> is they're feeling kind of inadequate yeah. because of their yacht size. They're yeah. not giving off the big yacht energy, if you know what I'm saying. Um, it's all pain. It's all pain. You know, if you don't understand your pain, do a customer uh, survey. Contact Bill. He'll do a customer survey for you, just like he's doing for us. Um, you know, I mean, have I beat I, this I one to death? No, no, no. But I think, you know, I also think like, isn't it about you're going to build a relationship. So it's like, why would you try to sell something immediately without getting to know somebody? I mean, you're not going to do that in an in-person thing. If you, maybe there are some people online that are listening to us that are doing that, which is kind of silly. But I mean, well, I there, think you want to, you know, that relationship is so important first. There's two sides to that. So you're talking about like the, the old sales methodology, if you can call it that, of just shoving yeah. things down the market's throat. You're just pushing, pushing, yeah. going to knock down those doors. Bing, bing, bing. You're the fuller brush salesman. Um, the, the, the hard thing about that is it does work. It works. That's why it's still with us after all these years, like from the 50s, you know, to today, they're still doing the same thing. Uh, the, the problem with it is it is the most expensive way to go to market. And the salesperson's life is miserable. It sucks because you're making it into a numbers game. Nobody wants to talk to you. All right. It's like we have these no soliciting signs on our front door. 
I get people constantly coming to my house. I'm surprised somebody it hasn't happened while we're on the air, right? It will. Guaranteed. I even put a sign up that says, we will not buy anything from anyone who comes to our door soliciting. Do they pay any attention to those signs? Do you have a beware of dog, though? No, <laughs> I don't. But, dog but honest, honestly, <laughs> a lot of times I'm holding the dog back because yeah. he wants yeah. to eat them. And he weighs 100 pounds and yeah. he's ready to roll. And uh, I, uh, this is what I love to say. Hey, this dog can reach the edge of my property in under one second. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to find out? So yeah. I'm mean to them, Bill. It's terrible. Yeah. But again, that just runs so counter to what I know about you. But you know, <laughs> you must you must put out an image when you're at the door. I have German Shepherd dogs, man. I yeah, love them. I know. Uh, but 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 it's a great illustration. You know, it's really in in a case like that. In the, all the in all the examples that we're talking about, it's really all about them. All about them. I don't care. I don't care about you. All right. Yeah. Hey, I want to mention this too. Somebody I do care about is uh, in the Israeli special forces, living in the United States. Uh, I work with this guy. He's, he's an amazing guy. He's been called uh, back to service. He's on his way to Israel today. So Ron, Godspeed. We wish you luck. We want you to come back in one piece. Um, for sure. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, Thank you for mentioning that. Another point. Don't, this is the not do, right? Don't cheap out. And, and not use Navigator. Not cheap out. Cheapskates. No, you know what? LinkedIn, if you're listening, too expensive. A little, little, little bit pricey there. Uh, but the functionality. So Navigator. So people that, people that don't have Navigator don't know. Um, Sometime, you know, we should show we should show Navigator and, and kind of how it works. Well, we should do I'd, I'd love to do a show just about Navigator, because the thing is, like we talked about the regular LinkedIn. It doesn't give you very many uh, search options, right? Well, that's because LinkedIn monetized their platform in such a way that those search options, you have to pay for that. And so when you get Navigator, it, it has some CRM like tools, kind of weak, but they work OK. Um, you can also sync this to your CRM. That's another thing with Navigator. Like you mentioned that in your notes. I saw that. Um, and so there's really some powerful stuff there. But let's say you're not using Salesforce. You're not using, you know, let's say you just want to use uh, LinkedIn. It has some pretty decent tools. But the big thing, it has search fields. You want to search your first level contacts or just your second level or your first, second, and third you want to search within a specific company for certain titles, geographic areas, how long they've been at their job. I mean, it goes on and on and on. It will generate a list of those people. Okay. And you can save them to custom lists. And so LinkedIn Navigator, I don't know, I don't know what we pay for. It's like 85 bucks more a month than the regular. No, I think regular is free, right? Yeah. So we're probably paying about a hundred and hundred something for LinkedIn. I'll have to look that up, but wow. It's worth every penny, all right? Um, so, you know, that would be a good topic because, you know, I never had heard about it until you showed it to me. And when you showed it to me, it was like kind of just mind blowing. So I think you're, to your point, maybe that could be a whole nother session for somebody because, uh, yeah, it, it really looked it really looked worthwhile with the capabilities that you could do for that. But, well, in LinkedIn, but, if you're listening out there, yeah. I mean, I know the NSA is listening. They're probably in touch with LinkedIn, but for sure. Kind of now that you just way. mentioned the, the Israeli 
special force person. Now you just for sure open it he, up to the He's NSA. probably listening too. Uh, yeah. But yeah. LinkedIn, if they would market this, they would do a lot better because most people I talk to, if they don't have Navigator, they actually have no idea why they should pay yeah. 90 bucks a month or whatever it is now for Navigator. They just, they don't know. And it's, it's a no brainer folks. So don't cheap yeah. out. All right. Use Navigator. It's awesome. You'll love it. Hit and run. Don't hit and run. What am I talking about there? I have no idea. <laughs> well, something about my car. No, no, no. You want me to say it or, or is that a rhetorical yeah, I'm question? Asking, no, I, I don't ask rhetorical questions on this program, Bob. I thought that was a good rhetorical question. You were doing, <laughs> you were doing such a good job. You know, there's a lot of people that even that, that connect with you. So they ask to connect, you look them up or they've looked you up and it looks like it's a kind of a good match or let's, let's let them into our, to our system. And then all of a sudden that's the last you hear from them. You know, it's like, no, if you've, if you've gone to that effort, why, why not pursue it further? I mean, I hate to keep on drawing the same analogy, but it's the same thing with in-person, with phone sales, anything else. It's like, you're, you're not going to be a one and done person. Isn't it all about building the relationship? So it's like, what are you going to do now to stay in touch, to, to bring value like you've constantly talked about, to help people? I mean, you know, look at it as a networking tool. It's like, and, and, and enjoy it. Don't right. just do it, get the connection and leave. That's just as dumb as it can be. Well, relationships aren't formed on a single contact. No. And and I gotta I gotta make an admission here. It's hard. All right. You know, I talk to so many people and sometimes I'll forget about them or, you know, yeah. uh, but but if if you're hopefully managing it better than I am, um, you know, expect it to take some time. And this is where the sales pitch out of the gate doesn't work because you don't have that relationship. There's no trust. You don't have any credibility built up yet. Even after a couple of contacts, yeah. it's still not time. It may never be time, right? You should be thinking about what can I do for the other person instead of what can this person do for me? If you're firmly in that mindset, pay it forward. I call it banking in the karma bank, all right? right. You help enough people. You're generous with your time. Uh, it's going to come back to you. It might not come back to you in a quid pro quo sort of way. Like I, I help Bill and then I have this expectation that Bill's going to help. Bill may never help me. All right. Bill helps me all the time, but he may, as an example, he may never help me, but somehow that positive energy, we could get into, you know, social vacuum. There's a great book called Trust Agents by Chris Brogan. Love Chris. And I love this, his book. Go look up Trust Agents. It talks about when you do something for someone, you do them a favor with no expectation of anything in return, it creates a vacuum of value. In other words, I do mm -hmm. something for Bill and I'm not asking anything from Bill. Bill's thinking, oh my gosh, what can I do for Pete? Now imagine you're doing that for 50, 100 people a month. Okay, what, what impact would that have on your business? All right, now we can build right. this into your marketing plan, by the way. This doesn't rely just on you taking you all know. of your time. And it doesn't, it doesn't just mean that I'm thinking, what else can I do for you? But like, if I'm talking to somebody else, you've just raised your brand because we might talk and say great things about you. So, I mean, it can work in so many different ways. So I, I really like what you're saying. I think that, you know, you're kind of staying top of mind too, because yes. you're, you're having repeated contacts with people. And it makes me think of a bunch of people and maybe they're, some of them are watching this. Uh, yes, I do owe you a call and I am going to call. <laughs> you know, the other thing though, that this works two ways too. So like, for example, if somebody contacted me via LinkedIn, I'm sure you would agree with this, and it was a first time and they wanted to hire us to do work for them, 
I, I don't think I'd go with it right. I mean, that would be just ridiculous. I, I would want to build a relationship. I would like to know, like you were talking about, what are their pain points? What do they want to do? How did they get to know us? Why do they want to work? I mean, I'd want to know that before I even uh, work. So I think it, you know, just reverse the trend and ask yourself, would you do that with somebody else? So it's like, you know. And in fact, most people on LinkedIn are, are selling what's what I would call a considered purchase. And so yeah. it's not a pack of gum that you buy right. on a whim. It's something that is going to take them some time. And our panel is actually going to be talking about how buyers are changing how they, they buy yeah. now. It's a big problem for companies. You know, the sales cycles are getting longer. The close rates are getting lower. Um, and B2B buyers, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to your salespeople. They want to self-serve. They'll buy, uh, said uh, McKinsey says 27% of B2B buyers will purchase $50,000 without any interaction with your company. They don't want to talk to your salespeople. All right. Uh, the same study says 17 percent will purchase up to a half a million dollars. I would hate to see the credit card fee on that one. <laughs> but isn't that incredible? Right. And so it's got me thinking about our services even. And some of them are pretty pricey. We're not the cheap guys in town. Uh, should we have an e-commerce uh, set up on our site? I think we should actually. So watch for that coming. Um but yeah, I think it's incredible that what's happening out in the in the marketplace. And um, you know, we've got Tim Hayden from Brain Trust Partners. He's just a master marketer, good friend. Another friend of mine, David Smith, a uh, globally known futurist. All right, and also wicked problem solver. That's his tagline under his name, wicked problem solver. Right? What's on your tagline? Um, sales and marketing whiz Wayne uh, Meyer from uh, Gifram Extrusions. Right. Yeah. They so I talked to Wayne and I did not know this. They have done some super innovative things. They sell plastic extrusion, right? It's kind of not that exciting. I hope Wayne will talk about what he's done to innovate in that space because when he showed me, I was like, "Bro, you know, amazing." Uh, and Mike Purnell, who is an entrepreneur uh, and ph philanthropist and investor. And he's got a very unique take. We were talking to him the other day, and he brought up a couple of things that I, we just, I didn't even think of it. He just had a completely different perspective. And so I think it's a fantastic panel. You don't want to miss it. Link in the comments. Last point every, before we go to final thoughts. Well, you got something? Yeah, I was just going to say every one of those panel members, besides their knowledge, they're just quality, quality individuals. And that, so I think people, you know, they're very, very genuine and they're giving back. So I, I yeah. can't say enough good things about that. Yeah, and uh, I hope some of it rubs off on me and people start thinking I'm a good person too. I, I, that's a lot to expect. So, Positive by association. This is That's good. right. That's right. Uh, final final thing, we're going to go to final thoughts here in a minute. Uh, run a little bit long, but it's okay. This is an important topic. Be, don't be afraid, or no, this is, this is what not to do. Be afraid of asking for recommendations. Be afraid to ask for recommendations. No, don't be afraid. Look at your profile. How many recommendations do you have? You're not going to get any unless you ask, by the way. Right. Because people are busy, right? Here's another little tip and trick. Offer to write it for them. Yes. And then they have the opportunity to edit it, right? And they may actually delete the whole thing and write something else. That's okay. But that makes it easier for them. Do you... Do you how many, I'm going to put you on the spot here. How many, how many recommendations you got on your profile? Do you know? I don't even know, but 
I, mean, I hate to say it. I mean, Did you're I more into this than me. I, I want to say it's going to sound terrible. I don't care, but you know, <laughs> but I got, I've got a few good ones and I got a lot of people that click on that, but I, I guess I could get a lot more, you know, I've got a lot, you don't know, be in afraid. my company, where, you know, so don't but, be afraid to ask. I, if I have yeah, a written one for you, and I don't know, I will, I'm going to do that for I, you. I don't know. You might want to think about uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might not want me on your profile. That's true. Okay. No, people generally, look, they want to help you. They want to support you. And so it's not a huge thing to ask. And this comes into play with us because sometimes people will ask us for references, right? Yeah. If you go to my website, slash FAQ, you're going to find out we don't give references. All right. Now, is that because we don't have them? No. It's because my clients didn't sign up to sell our services, all right? And people will abuse that. You know, they'll have their assistant call up and waste the time of the, my clients. And so we just, after a few years, we're like, you know what? We're just not doing that. What we do instead is we say, look, we've got dozens and dozens of references on our LinkedIn profile, all right? Head over to the LinkedIn profile. And so it's really a, it's a powerful thing, man. And I think... Uh, it's okay to ask. I don't think that's a big deal. And, you know, it's colleagues and clients and, uh, you know, powerful. Can you, can you, can you make up recommendations on LinkedIn? Like, could I, could I use different names or does it always come then from my profile? I mean, how does that, are you able to put something on that's bogus? I'm just curious about not that. Really, yeah. no, not really. Okay. Because so there's some precautions. Yeah. I mean, LinkedIn's pretty good about there are fake profiles in LinkedIn. Usually they're really easy to spot. That'd be another great podcast topic. Um, yeah. With AI these days, there are fake profiles, but they are pretty easy to spot. Um, yeah. uh, but now LinkedIn has uh, started doing a verification step where they want to see your ID. At first I was like, I don't know about that, right? But yeah. I've decided to go ahead and do it, right? So, um, so yeah, really hard, you know, because you're going to send that request to someone, only they're going to get it. You have to have a relationship with them already, or you're not even going to be able to send it to them. And if and if you wanted to recommend somebody, uh, I think you can do that. I'm, I'm trying to think of how somebody might abuse that. I, I suppose they could create a, a fake profile and then give themselves a bunch of recommendations, That's I suppose, right? Yeah. But gosh, that would be hard. Um uh, it's a lot easier to get real ones, really. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. You know, I'm not even devious enough to like, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, how would you do that? Oh. Yeah. You know, I got to be more devious. That's our, our today's lesson. So, no. hey, um, final thoughts. Let's roll it. I, I think that uh, anybody has well, any I'm doing questions. the music by my mouth. Contact, contact you because you, you know about this stuff. No. That's right. The final that was the final thoughts animation that yes, we were talking over and, and doing our own mouth music. We need music for that. I I don't think my mouth music was good. Um final thoughts. Uh, you start. You know, I, I think a lot of the things that we talked about is really important, but I think two things. One, just like we talked about, I think you could do this all week long. We could have a podcast on LinkedIn. So I think it's really key. But I think what you did is just started sharing some things that people can do and what not to do with regard to LinkedIn. So I think that that's key. One thing that we didn't mention, which I hope we'll do at another time is just even joining certain groups. I think that really can help leverage some of your networks and doing some things. Cause I think that that could be a start of, of something good for you. So that's something else to think about. Well, and if you're posting, you know, if you're doing good posts that have good information, my friend, Adam Boyd does some great posts. I love his posts. 
Um, you know, and you can take your posts and share them into a group, right? Yes. And so there's all kinds of things. But I think my final thought on this is, you know, what works in the real world works on LinkedIn because at the end yes. of the day, there's just human beings on the other side of the table. You're not selling right. to companies. You're not selling the LinkedIn contacts. You're selling the human beings. Okay. It's all about psychology and the value that you can bring. And don't be coming to people with your hat out. Don't be talking about how great you are. Of course, you think you're great. It's not going to work. All right. We want you to do things that are effective and work. And so really, that, you know, those are the final thoughts. I mean, if, if this, uh, if this, uh, if these ideas resonated with you, uh, leave a comment. You know, if you think we're getting it wrong, leave a comment. Um, if you think that, uh, you know, you have something to add to the conversation, or even if you'd like to be on the program, uh, let us know. We're here to serve you. And so that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Get some people that we perhaps don't know and put them on the program. I would love that. So, and we, we, we do have some guests coming up. And so yes, if you're in the do. guest queue and you're, and you're wondering what's going on, we're just uh, getting that organized. So you'll all be hearing from us pretty quick here, but, uh, we are open to guests. We love guests actually. So, uh, until, next week b2b marketing mindset signing off thanks bill great stuff thank you Enjoy you're a good looking man i won't reveal where i am behind the cheese head curtain just no so no know. keep that undisclosed okay you've been listening to the b2b marketing mindset with pete monfrey and bill lowell add to the conversation by commenting sharing and liking and don't forget to subscribe and check out the links in the comments Learn more at b2bmarketingmindset.com.